What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Women in Worship podcast with Bethany and Lee. Today, we sit down with our dear friend, Amber Rhodes Piers of Gateway Church in Dallas, Texas. Amber's got over 32 years of ministry experience, so we wanted to sit down with her and talk through longevity and ministry. How do you minister in these times? How do we lean in? What is a safe place to share? Uh, Amber's got so much wisdom on this topic, and we do not want you to miss it. So grab a cup of coffee or keep your eyes on the road and welcome our dear friend, Amber Pierce. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Women in Worship podcast. Today is going to be super, super exciting. We have a special guest with us, and we just want to say, hey, Amber, welcome to the Women in Worship podcast. Hello. I'm Hello. so glad to be here. Yes, Yay. Amber Amber is a great friend of ours and uh we just thought, man, it'd be great for her to come on and share her wisdom and all the things that God is showing her and the, the beautiful thing about this podcast is we're able to grow and learn together and we're never too old or too young to grow. <laughs> right, guys? Right. <laughs> so, um so welcome Amber. Thank you. I am honored to be here with you two lovely ladies. Yes, Bethany. Bethany's on here too. Everybody say hey to Bethany. <laughs> hey friends. I'm so excited. Amber, the, this listen, that y'all don't even know what's about to happen. This is about to get good. We did. Um, Amber was in our original. We did have an original CNC group, guys. Just so y'all know, uh, before we launched uh, all the groups, we had kind of like a test test group and Amber was in that and we we got to know her through that. that that was a great group by the way so I'm looking forward to us doing that group again hint hint so and everybody on that's listening to this podcast CNC groups are always open to you guys we want you in involved in the community so all right Amber let's get started I, I'm super excited about the topic today I think that you're going to have amazing wisdom on this. Uh, Bethy and I both can jump in on this since we're a little on the uh, the mature side <laughs> of, of, of our lives and ministry. So we, what we want to talk about today, guys, is longevity in ministry and what that and what that looks like. And I do want to kind of bring some context that ministry is not just you know, like a church role all the time. I, I know in our context of, of working on staff at churches, if you're not on staff, you're volunteer, your ministry is anywhere you are. It's just loving God and serving people and serving him. That is your ministry. So really what this longevity talk is going to help in any, really in any situation that you're in today, it's not just for people who work on a church staff. So I wanted to make sure that everybody hears the heart behind it and that we that the whole point of hebrews 12 is like you run that race with endurance like jesus did and if he is our example we can do it too because we are empowered by holy spirit so mm-hmm. all right amber let's jump in and tell everybody a little bit about yourself you are newly married Yes. So shout out to all those single ladies out there that have been waiting for their prince, that there is hope and it's worth the wait. And I waited 17 years for my Boaz and he is wonderful. And um, his name is David. 
and uh, we met actually and started getting to know each other during COVID shutdown. And um, he proposed um, a year ago, April 30th, and we got married in November. And so we've been married about six months and it's been wonderful. So, I love it. Ooh, that's right. Everybody hang in there. There's a promise yes. hang in there. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And I had a, you know, those 17 years though, is a lot of growing in my character and my identity to be ready to be the woman that he needed. Um, and so I, 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 it was so worth the wait because of that. I needed to really, um, know who I was um, because we all know that getting married and finding that person, um, they don't complete you. Like right. it's yeah. the Lord that completes you and, and your identity is in him. So um, he compliments me. Right. He doesn't complete me. He compliments me and we compliment each other. And it's wonderful. And I love it. That's awesome, man. That's amazing. Well, tell everybody, uh, cause you're with Gateway Church in, yes. in Texas and tell everybody what you do, what your role is there, how long you've been there. I've been at Gateway 17 years oh. this month, 17 years. Um, actually this week is when I first started and I've had several positions at Gateway, um, but currently I am the associate campus worship pastor at our Frisco campus, which is in North Dallas. And I oversee coaching and development and everything uh, that's involved with our process, our pipeline, getting people involved from the very beginning, all the way to uh, seeing them uh, serving on a platform or on a team somewhere. And um, I actually oversee the region. So we have three campuses that I help um, with coaching and development for them as well. That's awesome. I need to, uh, side note, talk to you about that. <laughs> I'm going to take some notes. This sounds incredible. I know. I know. I need to learn from you, Amber, and what you guys yes. do. That's, I think that would Absolutely. help us all. I love it. It's very life-giving. And um, I've always had developer in my top five strengths and wasn't in a position really to use that gifting. And so it's wonderful. Uh, I love seeing people um, raised up, especially our young people coming in that are 13, 14 years old, serving, using their gift and watching them grow into um, serving on an adult platform when they're 18, 19 years old. And I got to be with them when they were like 13. So I'm like a proud mama. Uh, a lot of them call me their gateway mom. And I just, I love it. I love what I do. Listen, we've all on this call reached mom status as far That's as exactly it's right. helping the, the younger, the younger generation. Um, we love that, Amber. I mean, you are a great developer. I know that's been your heart for a long time. Um, so why don't you tell us and, you know, because tell us how long you've been in ministry and what that what that has looked like. And we want to talk about all the things. I mean, how did you do it? Like in the hard times? I mean, because. On this talk and this conversation, we want to be real and raw. It's hard, you know, in general, life is just hard. Um, I can't, I hate saying this because I feel like everybody says it, but we just came out of two years of craziness when we have to, we can't ignore uh, what has happened. And I feel like, I just feel like people are trying to get their legs under them again, you know, right. about what does it look like moving forward, which you had already people that were feeling tired and stressed in ministry. And then you had this time. So if we're looking at this grand scheme of things and even honing it down to here, like what is that 
longevity in ministry? Like what is the mindset of the staying? Like yeah. I got, I got, I can't, I can't give up. I got to keep going. Even when it's hard, even when I'm discouraged, how did you, how did you keep going? Right. Well, I've been in ministry 32 years and, um, I actually started in full-time ministry when I was 19. Um, I was a pastor's wife at 19 years old and I was actually a youth pastor's wife. Um, so I was pastoring, you know, teenagers that were two and three years yeah. younger than me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I had just gotten out of high school myself. I did not know what I was doing. And I was also leading worship for, for the youth group there. And, um, so 32 years of ministry, um, several positions at five churches in the Dallas area. Um, and so I've had a lot of experience in a lot of different ministry areas, youth, um, senior adults, adults, um, being an admin, being an executive assistant, being a ministry coordinator, being a worship pastor. So I've loved it. There, it's been some hard times, but I've loved it because it's all given me incredible experience and, and really a wide array of, of things to learn that they're just little tools that I put in my tool belt and yeah. I'm able to pull them out yeah. randomly. Things that I learned a long time ago that I never thought I would use again. And the Lord brings it to mind and I'm able to uh, connect with people through that. So um, I've loved all of it. It's crazy to think I've been in ministry 32 years and that like half of that, more than half of that has been a gateway. Yeah. And um, th that speaks highly of, of where I'm serving because it's such a healthy place that I've been there 17 years on staff and it's the longest place that I've been in ministry but it has looked different. It hasn't always been easy. And um, there's been moments I was serving in areas that I didn't feel wired for. And um, they were really hard, hard times. And um, I think these last two years too, we've had to be a little more creative with how we minister and serve people. And uh, realizing that the church is not the church building, it's the people. And um, thinking outside of the box. And we've actually kept some of the practices that we did during that two-year period um, of just being more intentional to call people, um, reach out to them, um, connect with them more, and not just on weekends or at services, but outside of that, connecting with people, going to coffee with them being a part of their life and knowing what our teams are going through and people we're ministering with, like being a present with them and doing life with them. And, um, so, uh, it's, it's been great, but I've learned a lot and we can, we can, uh, talk about the hard times, um, and the different times I've wanted to quit. I can, I can name several instances, but, um, that's, that's how long I've been in ministry. And um, I will say there's been many times I've wanted to quit. And um, when I was working on staff at one church, um, I was working with someone whose personality was a little more direct and strong. 
uh, very different than my personality and it made my job very challenging. Mm. And um, there was some hurt, there was a fence there. And um, the easy thing to do would have been to quit. Right. To just, to, that's the easy thing to do. That was the easy way out. It was the easy solution. And um, there were other times at other places I felt unappreciated. I felt overlooked. I felt overworked and I just wanted to quit. And then there have also been times where I just was personally going through a crisis or something in my life where I needed to step down from ministry. Um, I needed to, to get healed. And, um, I've just, I've seen so many people step out of ministry because they were hurt by a leader that was hurt, a leader that was unhealthy. And, um, I've had to learn in ministry, those red flags, those signals that I'm tired, that I'm maybe operating at an unhealthy level and that there are some things that need to be dealt with. Um, because it's okay to be broken and be in ministry, but right. it's, it's not okay to be spiritually and emotionally unhealthy long-term and to not seek freedom and healing in your life and then continue to lead right. because we do more damage that way. And so there are times that I have leaned in, asked the Lord, and he's told me, I need you to step down from ministry. I need you to, to rest in me and I need to speak to you about your identity and I need you um, to lean into to healing and, and freedom for these things. And and I came back stronger than ever and, and had that fire again. Mm -hmm. Right. And then there's times that, you know, you work with difficult people and you just want to quit. But those were some of the times the Lord said, no, I want you to stay. Yeah. I want you to stay and I want you to to work through this and learn uh, to work with people mm -hmm. and to be compassionate. And so uh, it, it's we'll talk about that in a minute, but I, I think it's very important for us in ministry to know the difference of uh, reacting because of our emotions and wanting just to, to quit or actually walking daily with the Lord and being in relationship with him and letting him lead being spirit led and letting him guide our decisions and feeling that release or feeling not the release and right. knowing the difference. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this because you're saying this and then knowing some of the conversations that we have within the community um, that really are walking <laughs> so parallel to this conversation how do you then, or what's your process or what does that time with the Lord look like when you feel like, you know, that you heard God's voice and you're where you're supposed to be and you've answered that and you get there, whether it panned out or looks like what you thought it would maybe a little different or maybe a little skewed from your expectations, but now you're here. So for you, um, even talking through, you know, learning how to, to hear God's voice and to walk through it or to step back. What are some of those? Um, are there any kind of like particular benchmarks or signs that you're looking for or conversations with the Lord that you're thinking, Hey, um, if Lord, if this is what you're calling me to do in this way, how, how do you help me stick? What's your stick to itiveness yeah. to stick it out? You know, like, what does that process look like for you? 
as you're spending time with the Lord and growing with him, but really coming up against opposition everywhere else. Yeah. Well, I think ministry, obviously we know can be challenging and um, sometimes um, the easiest thing to do is quit. But um, I just know that when I've leaned in to spending time with him Mm -hmm. and he's told me to stay, Mm -hmm. then I have to make a perspective shift and and I have to really be intentional to, to be present in ministry um because i tend to kind of check out you know when i'm done when i'm tired when i feel underappreciated i just check out and i I get the job done but i I don't do anything really above that i get the job done and and i do it well but i don't go above and beyond that and um those are kind of the signals for me okay uh there's something not right here and there's some unhealth here and i need to reconnect uh, back to my source and I need to get aligned with him and, and know where am I called? What is my calling? If this is it, if, if, if you're not releasing me and this is where you've assigned me, then he always prompts me lean in Yeah, and lean in can looking like, um, being very intentional and I, I connect with people. And like I said earlier, like meeting with them and hearing their story. And it just, it gives me that heart and compassion for people, which is, which is, that's ministry. It's, it's about people. And sometimes it's the people that sometimes make us want to quit. Yeah. But it's also the people and seeing, seeing their heart change, seeing their lives change, seeing the fruit Mm -hmm. from ministry that is so rewarding and gives me life to see people walking in their calling and seeing even just one thing that I can say to encourage someone and to see their perspective shift and to see their behavior change and to see the light come on and the the fire ignited in their lives. Like that's worth it to me. And so I lean into those moments. I lean into reading uh, books and studying and learning more about being a healthier leader. And when I do those things, it's, it's like night and day. It's like, I have a new fresh view of, of my responsibility in in ministry, whatever it is, whether you're a volunteer, whether you're on staff, wherever you're serving, it's easy to kind of lose that fire and kind of go into autopilot. And like I said, when that happens to me, I'm just kind of like, just kind of going through the motions and that's about it. Yeah. But when I get a hold of that calling again and, and I spend time with the Lord, then I kind of lean in and I go above and beyond and I pursue growing and learning and getting everything I can and, and being a sponge, even at my age, like, I think Lee was saying, like, you're never too old to be learning right. and growing because if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. And we have many, many years left of ministry in us. And I want to be the best leader I can be, the healthiest leader I can be. And so um, I'm always just looking at how is my interaction with people? Mm-hmm. Am I am I being a little more uh, of a recluse? Am I kind of shying back? Am I pulling back a little bit? That shows me that there's some unhealth in ministry for me. And so that's a good benchmark for me is to know, 
Am I staying engaged with people? Am I leading in a healthy way? Am I making decisions not out of emotions, but am I making decisions because I'm being spirit led and the Lord is speaking to me? And those are, those are some of my benchmarks. So I hear you say, you know, and by the way, we're all going to be so 90, good. We're all going to be 90 and 100 leading worship on stage. Just so you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, well, That's no. right. <laughs> we're good. We got, when Amber said we got many years left, I was like, we sure do. <laughs> right. It's not done. Hey, so for any of you guys that are in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, God is not done with That's you right. until he is done with you <laughs> so keep going keep going keep going um but hearing that you say you know you're being a person of prayer is really what it is like you're really going back to the source and to endure i had this thought this morning i was like to endure you have to be transformed every day so the transform the transforming of your mind the renewing of your mind every day to be able to to be all God's called you to be. So every right. morning we wake up, you know, there's that time where you really got to sit with the Lord. And, you know, people hear it all the time, like, we pray, we're Christians, but do we pray, you know? But do we really pray and ask the Lord to search our hearts like Psalm 139 says, show yes. me, see if there be any anxious way I may lead me in the way of everlasting. Search my heart, oh God. Um, so with endurance, you know, I just, I hear you say, be a person of prayer. Like you got to be a person of prayer in the secret place with the Lord. So I have a question. Did you have in the hard times, were there any, did you have community? Did you have people that you really leaned on? Because I really, I know God doesn't mean for us to do ministry alone. Yeah. What was that well, like for you? Actually, again, I would catch myself pulling back. Mm-hmm and kind of dealing with it on my own. That's kind of my personality. Um, I know a lot, I know a lot of people have, have been in community and shared and been vulnerable and it's come back to bite them and they don't trust people and they don't, so they don't share anymore. And, um, yes, amen. Can That's I get been an amen? All of you really. see my hand in the back, right? You see my yes. hand. <laughs> And, um, you know, that's happened to me as well. And, um, you know, now that I have a spouse, I can share with him. But before that, I was single. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I have friends, but they're also in ministry. And there was that fine line of wanting to, you know, honor where I was at, honor the people, honor my leadership. But also get feedback, get help, like, like talk to someone. And I have been in some places serving where there, there was no feedback. There was no connection, no community. Um, I kind of was on an Island mm -hmm. and doing ministry on an Island as a single mom. And, um, I was just like, well, I'll just figure it out myself. I'm independent and you know, I'm very uh, into the Enneagram and, and just a personality in general. I, I really love figuring out um, why I make the decisions I make, why I do the things I do, why I behave the way I do, my personality. And so I'm an Enneagram too, which is the helper. And, you know, I've found in that, I don't know how to say no, um, people pleaser. And so um, I would overcommit and overcommit and overcommit. And then, then I would 
in my unhealthy seasons would be bitter and resentful because I was doing so much for everybody else. And I felt like I was all alone in it and, yeah. and I didn't have community, but I chose not to lean in to community. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important um, to have a safe place uh, where you can share and talk about that. And I love that at, at, at Gateway, we have a we have a culture of feedback. It's a healthy culture of feedback. And it doesn't matter if you're on staff or not, anyone who's serving anywhere, you you're, you know that you're gonna get feedback and it's gonna be done in love. And um, that's what I've been so hungry for is feedback. And I used to shy away from it because I didn't wanna hear it. Um, but that's how I'm growing as a leader and knowing Am I, am I unhealthy right now or am I healthy? Like I'm always gauging, did what I do just there, was that done out of an unhealthy mindset? Um, is it out of offense? Is it out of frustration? Um, or is it out of a love for people and a love for Jesus and knowing that I'm called, like, why am I making the decisions I'm making and having people who can speak into you and pour into you. And, and I even go ask now for feedback instead of waiting for someone to just give it to me. I'm like, is it, do you see anything in me that needs to be dealt with? Do I seem like I'm too, I'm tired? Am I weary? Am I burned out? And I have people around me that know the signs to look for when I am overwhelmed and when I'm not really leading from a, a healthy place and they have the permission to speak into me. And so I can't say that I've always had community, but I would stress that you need to have godly people in your life that you can be vulnerable with and honest with, that are gonna be honest with you and recognize when you're ministering from a place of unhealth and brokenness and hurt Mm -hmm. and call that out in, in a loving way and, and walk you through that and pasture you through that, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think what you're saying about the feedback, I think teachability is a great gauge on mm-hmm. am I, am I healthier or am I not? Because if you're not teachable, then we have pride issues yeah. because either we know it all or we don't, you know, of course we don't, we don't think we, need. and I will be the first to tell y'all I have been there so many times just to be honest, I've, you know, this whole conversation is good for me because I've wanted to quit. I've wanted to run. I have not had community. (laughs) I have been in all these buckets that we're talking about. I have not wanted to get feedback because I was like, and a lot of it, to be honest, was a prideful issue for me because I was like, man, I just, I didn't trust what they were saying, to be honest with you, because I thought I knew better which was like, oh, red flag, red flag, Lee, red flag. And and I would just say pause and stop and say, thank you, Holy Spirit, for your friendship, because he lovingly goes, Ooh, you know, hey, 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 you know, Holy Spirit talks to me like I talk to myself, you know, it's like, hey, Lee, straighten up, <laughs> get your life together, Lee. That's this not, this is not, this is not what I meant for you. Um, so I love that you brought that up because being teachable, is a is a great gauge for if you're if you're healthy right now or not absolutely let me tell you i my pastor said this one time and i never forgot it teachability is the price of admission for involvement in ministry Ooh, say it again 
Teachability is the price of admission to be involved in ministry. Okay. And I was like, wow. Um, that's, that's what it's all about. Because if you look at everything, when you're talking about longevity of ministry and you look at things along the way that can trip us up and offenses and tiredness and being overworked and being burned out, they all point back to just an identity in Christ and walking with him. And in that relationship with him, the Holy Spirit is teaching us. But if we don't spend time with him, we're not going to have um, that kind of receptiveness to it. It's going to yep. be more of an offense. And that's a defensiveness, which I would always operate out of because I knew my heart. And then when, when, when things would happen, I'd be like, but that's not me. And, and, and I was very defensive and wanted to kind of plead my case instead of asking the Holy Spirit, taking that feedback and saying, Holy Spirit, like, breathe on this, breathe on this feedback, mm -hmm. breathe on whatever's been spoken to me that I need to work on and whatever remains like that's I'm going to take that because, you know, sometimes feedback isn't always maybe accurate or done in love. But that's where we have to go to the Lord and say, Lord, what do you say about this? And I want to be teachable in that. Well, it takes you to a place of like, okay, do I trust God or do I trust people more? Right. You know, because because right. it is true that it, your feedback and sometimes when people are giving you that, you know, it's not always accurate. And sometimes you, it's okay, guys, to know that that's not how you really are because sometimes we're seen different than what we really know in our heart that we are and that's not a pride issue all the time that's like a no i didn't didn't really mean that you know and so i think a sign of like being being able to endure in your in your calling is also to go ahead and choose to believe the best about the person giving you the feedback and trust god with the with the uh with the follow through for you, if right. that makes sense. Like, okay, I know that, I know that that wasn't, oh God, did they really, whatever. Okay. You know what, Lord? No, I'm going to come back to you and I'm going to ask you to, I love how you just said, just Lord, just breathe on it. Yeah. Give it life. Give me life. Show me where I need to correct, but I am not going, I'm going to choose to not be offended at this right. because offense is a choice to be honest. It is a choice. The Bible says be unoffended, <laughs> which right. means I think we have the choice to go, huh? Okay. Yes or no. Um, but like to, to be able to gauge your, cause that your spiritual, your healthiness is where your endurance is going to, you're going to live out of that to be able to endure. So I think right. going ahead and just believe in the best and going, you know what? I don't really agree with what they said. And I think that that's okay. Like, we're not robots, <laughs> right? But I'm going to trust God has me here. So I'm going to trust God and let him kind of figure like do the rest of it. And I'm just going to do what he's called me to do. So just having a, a heart that's moldable, moldable and that's humble and going, you know, it is not worth it. Yeah. Cause a lot of people that I know personally that they, they, step out of ministry mm -hmm. and they quit ministry, a lot of times it's because they weren't teachable and they were just hurt and offended 
and just quit. And I could have done that a lot as well because I would sometimes get feedback that I didn't feel was fair. Mm -hmm. And the Lord gently reminded me about being teachable. And, but I have to spend time with him um, for him to speak into that. Otherwise, I'm looking through my perspective and my view and my goggles, which are all jacked up for the most part, you know, because uh, we see ourselves a certain way and um, that would lead to striving and manipulating and just being passive aggressive. And that is never good in ministry. It, it burns a lot of bridges. And um, I think the Lord gives us the grace to endure in those hard times um, when we're teachable and we're open and we spend time with him. And he's given me such grace when I've wanted to give up in ministry. And I was just like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with people. I'm done with all of it. I just, I'd rather just go work in a clothing store somewhere. Like I've been in those moments knowing that I'm called to ministry. Like I told my boss one time, I was like, I'm about to go to Publix, okay? I'm about to bag groceries for Jesus. <laughs> I will do it. I was like, you know what? That might be kind of fun <laughs> to go out and work out in the work out in the world with all the people. But one thing I did want to kind of wrap us up with, and uh, Bethany, did you have anything? I felt did I jump over you? Did you totally fine. Go for it. Um, groceries for Jesus. <laughs> in Hebrews twelve, I love all these points because we talked about prayer and teachability and the humility of, of how to walk this out because everybody just know you don't don't move on until the lord says move on from the place that you where you are mm -hmm. and that that means you do have to be a person of prayer you know and you do have to have the psalm 139 search my heart oh god see if there be any you know just test me try me whatever um but you know the greatest story of all i know I wanted to bring the scripture into this when I figured out we were talking about this because it's so important to know because Jesus did all this. And the fact that he did all this means that we can do this. Right. And, um, you know, in Hebrews 12, uh, verse 1, I'm going to read it. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off, you got to throw it off, everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, that's prayer. I mean, that's that's what that is. That's going, I'm not going to turn to the left or to the right, no matter if the feedback is bad or not. You know, I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, what? He endured the cross. And, and scorning at shame and sat down at the right. Consider him who endured such opposition, from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So I think today is just a beautiful picture, Amber, your story of exactly what Jesus did. You know, he had, think about it. He was betrayed by his disciples, you know, and, and, and so I don't, I don't know who that is. I don't know who Jesus is, you know, Peter. And then you got all these other examples, but he chose to live undefended. You know, he said, I got a calling and an assignment and I'm going to do it. That's right. Yeah. Because I'm doing what my father says. So 
you know, since Jesus endured and was able to press through, nobody ever said that being in ministry, a ministry role at church, or if you're a, a volunteer at church, you know, on the worship team or the production team or whatever, we're never promised that it's just pain free. Right. <laughs> You know, but we're able to say, like Bethany said, what did you say, the stick to itness or something earlier? I love, I love your words you make up. Yeah, you just, Bethany, That's just make up. That's actual word. Just, that is a good word. That is a word. <laughs> your word for the day, stick to itiveness. Yes, yes. And you got to yeah. have that. And so we, our prayers that this podcast just goes, you know what? Hey, guys, don't give up. And if you're in a good place right now, let yeah. this help prepare you. Yeah. <laughs> Or something that uh that might be coming bethany what'd you have no i just love this i actually had a phone call with a friend last week who had all this whole podcast can't wait for it to come out because she's going to be the first person that i share it with mm -hmm. um but just even listening through what does it look like in uh when it gets hard what does it look like when those transitions look weird what does it look like to be teachable and while we could probably bust this thing up into about three parts, I think it all really goes together because at the end of the day, my biggest takeaway from what you said, Amber, is what ministry truly is, which is what the Lord's been really dealing with our family about, which is sharing a meal, mm -hmm. caring for those that need it. It's getting back in the weeds. It's not your task. Right. It's not your checklist. It's not your quantifiable work hours true ministry is a heart for god's people it rolls back into the scripture in john where jesus says by this all men know you're my disciples mm -hmm. if you love one another it wasn't that i was great at exhortation it wasn't that i was a good you know vocalist writer coach developer pastor right. it's just that i love the people that god put in my way and i love that you've been able to do that through the years in all kinds of different positions. And the fact that you're still running that race in that lane, which doesn't negate those who have stepped out or have gone into a different right. lane by any stretch of the imagination. But I think what it does say about who God's called you to be is one with stick to but also one who sees the value in people, no matter what seat you're sitting in. Yeah. It's just, hey, what are who are these people that God has allowed me to steward in this season? And as I steward them, Lord, you just give me the wisdom to hear your voice, to know when to step back, to know when to go. And so I think anybody listening today can walk away going, hey, as long as, as, as much as it is up to me, Lord, allow me to be a servant of yours that's willing to listen and is willing to care for and find the value in the seat that I'm in today. And if I can do that, then the Lord will take care of the rest. So Amber, just thank you so much for just taking the time to just share these little nuggets of truth, but also, also just your heart for people. We've seen it through the years and I know Lee's known you longer than me probably, but we just see how you love on people and how um, everything you're talking about is who you really are, mm -hmm. which means we just there's so much value to that, not just in our community, but in the body of Christ. So you're just, we're just we love you, friend. We you're bless amazing. you, my friend. Okay, Amber, send them off with like a final thought. And yes. then I want you to pray for them. Um, I would just also want to encourage um, you that a big part of longevity and ministry as well is rest. Mm -hmm. and that That's part two. Are, 
Part two. That's right. Part two. Part two. <laughs> we'll give you a little teaser that there are godly no's. You can say no. That's good. Even th- it doesn't mean we don't love people. It doesn't mean you don't love the people that um, you're serving. But be led in that and let the Lord guide you in your yeses and your noes because um, you've got to also rest. And, and that looks different for different people, but, um, I make a priority to have a Sabbath and that even, that even meant a huge, um, decision to not teach voice lessons, which was something I was doing for years. And, uh, the Lord prompted me that it was time to lay that down. I needed to have a Sabbath. And so I've enjoyed it. Um, even though it was life giving to me and it was, um, income and helping me pay for a wedding but the lord was like i'm your provider and i I want you to rest and so that's what i'm doing so i would just encourage you to just uh lean in and ask the lord um about your yeses and no's and not every good thing is something that he wants you to do so yeah um and just love people like like lee was saying and, and bethany that it's about people and ministry to people and that's how jesus ministered he cared about the people and people um can hurt us and disappoint us and ministry can be messy but um he will give you uh the eyes and perspective to see them the way he sees them and to give us the give us compassion and grace for people that's really good amber i love it all right well let me pray over you father i thank you for every one that is listening Uh, to this podcast, Lord. And and we just thank you, Father, for uh, just the hearts of the people that are listening to serve in ministry, whether that's volunteer or on staff, whatever that may look like, God. We just thank you, God, for the gifts you put into people uh, to serve and to love on people and to serve you, God, and to build your kingdom, Lord. And so I just pray for every person that may be struggling Uh, in ministry today, God. They want to give up. They're tired. They're weary. They're disappointed. They're hurt. Um, Maybe there's someone that stepped out of ministry and they're they're wondering if they need to get back into it. God, I just pray, Father, that that they would just be intentional to lean into you, to listen to your voice, to let the Holy Spirit guide them. And God, that you would make their calling so strong in their life, God, that they would have no doubt where they're supposed to be, God. And Lord, that they would know that they are assigned. They have godly divine assignments, Lord, that you've given them, Lord, and that they would uh, not step out of that assignment until you release them from it, Father. And and God, we know that you're going to give them grace. Uh, You're going to give them the endurance, Lord. They need the strength they need to lead well in those moments um, where you've assigned them, God. And I just pray, Father, uh, for every heart that's listening today, Uh, that they would also lean into rest, resting in you, resting in their identity in you, knowing who they are, God, that they don't have to strive. They don't have to prove anything in ministry, but God, that you've called them and that your seal is upon them and you love them and you've equipped them to do everything that you've called them to do, God. So we thank you, God. We thank you for fruitful ministry, fruitful life-giving ministry, God, uh, that is represented in everyone that is serving and listening today, God. I just pray that that fire that they have 
for the people, God, would just be ignited once again, Lord. And God, that we would always remember that you're our first love. You're why we're here, God. You're why we're doing what we do, God. It's because we love you. And we just want to honor you and give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, I told you, you did not want to miss that. How great is Amber Pierce? We are so thankful to have her a part of this community, and we tell her that quite often. (laughs) And to that, we're having her back for an additional episode on our next release where we just sit down and we talked with Amber about rest. What does it look like in a post-pandemic serving um, experience within the church to give it all you got and not get burned out. Amber brings in a ton of wisdom on that. So you don't want to miss that episode. Friends, we want you to continue to stay connected with Women in Worship through all of our social media, through our website, which is www.womeninworship.live. Also, know that our community and conversation is wide open for you. Right now, we are registering spots for our fall retreat in October. So be sure to look on our website and claim your spot for the Dwell Retreat coming up in October. We would love to have you. It's for all women that love Jesus, that worship Him, that serve in their local church, and that just want to grow and dwell in their relationship with God. So know that we love you guys. We're here for you, and we'll see you next time on the Women in Worship podcast.